Should your superannuation be used to bankroll the housing affordability crisis? We've been talking a bit about housing affordability this morning, if you've just joined us. Well, that's the plan from four of Australia's biggest industry super funds to inject hundreds of billions of dollars into social and affordable housing. But the deal is likely to be opposed by experts who think super should be used obviously for what it was intended for, they would argue purely for a retirement nest egg. We're joined now by the ABC senior business correspondent, Peter Ryan. Peter, good morning to you. So how would this plan work and can you quantify it for us? How much money will industry funds provide? Well, good morning, Tom. Yes, that's right. It's a plan to potentially bankroll a solution to the housing affordability crisis, which touches um, all areas of society. So far, there's no dollar figure provided. We don't know when this would start, but these massive industry super funds manage between them half a trillion dollars. This is CBUS, Care Super, Host Plus, also IFM Investors, which is the overarching fund that invests in infrastructure projects around the world. Now, under this landmark deal, members super would be lent to community housing providers, uh, stumping up long-term debt to pay for low-cost housing. And this is all part of the federal government's Housing Future Fund to build 40,000 units over five years. The landmark intervention in the housing crisis has not surprisingly been welcomed by groups immersed in the crisis, including the Community Housing Industry Association. Chief Executive Wendy Hayhurst told me super members shouldn't be overly worried about how their funds are being potentially used, given we're talking about long-term debt here that still provides stable, albeit conservative, returns. It's incredibly important. I mean, at the moment, we're facing a shortfall of social and affordable housing of around about 640,000 units. It's going to rise to 1 million if we don't get started very quickly. And we know the government's not going to be able to provide all of the capital that we need. The traditional view of superannuation is that it should be there to boost retirement savings. But are we at a point in the housing crisis where industry super funds at least need to step in? Well, of course, they've got to provide returns to members. So they have to be the sorts of returns that are going to sustain someone's income in the future. But they have been incredibly successful. They're a great Australian success story, aren't they? They have now these five funds, $0.5 trillion, million trillion dollars ready to invest. So it's great to be able to match that level of investment with one of the biggest problems Australia has. It's, it's lack of affordable housing. What are the risks in using superannuation to provide affordable housing? You know, I don't think there are risks. This is long-term, low-risk investment. So for the super funds, they need a balance of things to invest in. They've obviously got to take some higher risk, but higher return areas. But they need underpinning that long-term sustainable investments that generate a return. It's lower, but it's stable. Wendy Hayhurst, Chief Executive of the Community Housing Industry Association. Peter Ryan's still with us. Peter, uh, you know, I mentioned this in the introduction. I mean, this proposal, I imagine, will not be universally welcomed. So what are the concerns there? Yeah, look, this is going to be creating a very big debate, mainly because there are quarters uh, in society or the finance world who believe that this is not the right use for superannuation. And there is this argument that members' super funds should be exposed to investments that will only provide the best 
long-term investments and that affordable housing might not be the best target because of the low returns, as we heard just then. One major opponent is David Murray, uh, best known as the former chair of the Future Fund, um, former Commonwealth Bank chief executive. He also oversaw a review of the financial system and in the past he said that appropriating superannuation funds to effectively bankroll affordable housing is not the solution here. Just swinging to the economy while we've got you there, we're going to be getting an update on inflation later this week. What's your view? Could that sway the uh, Reserve Bank and when it might cut interest rates? Well, uh, we'll be seeing this on Wednesday, Tom. It's the uh, monthly inflation reading and uh, economists see the consumer price index perhaps falling marginally by 0.2% in January. That's because of lower travel and fuel costs. But the closely watched annual rate that we usually talk about is likely to have slightly risen up to 3.5%, up from 3.4% in the previous month because of volatile factors in the reading. Uh, Keep in mind that the quarterly inflation figure that's the most reliable one is still at 4.1%. But while inflation does appear to be slowing gradually, um, economists like AMP's uh, Shane Oliver doesn't think this will be enough for the Reserve Bank to signal any rate cuts or that's even considering uh, rate cuts when uh, the board meets uh, next month. Okay, Peter, thanks as always for joining us. That's Peter Ryan, our senior business correspondent.